Your high school transcript is one of the major things colleges will look at as part of your application. The academic rigor or difficulty level of the classes on that transcript is going to be a major criteria for those colleges as they review whether they're going to accept you or not. What does academic rigor really mean though? What types of courses are even available? Today, we are going to learn about the different options to help you be knowledgeable and make educated decisions about the best classes for you. Hey there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. All right, so I want to tell you a story about a student. They came into my office and I could see the questions on their face and some of the concern that they had. Miss Count, should I only be taking AP courses? Am I able to take college level classes? What if the classes are too hard? Can I make a change in the middle of the semester. I don't understand the difference and I don't want to make the wrong decision. I could completely hear the anxiety in his voice and this was just one of many students and many conversations that I have in a normal year about what classes and how a student should make sure that they are structuring their schedule. These students have big dreams ahead of them. They want to make sure that they are making the best choices. And every time we end up that we have a long conversation about choosing classes that are the best for that student as an individual, not just what you think that a college is going to look at or how they are going to view you in a particular way. Grades that students get in their courses can make an impact on that transcript. And there's not a magic formula that if you take these particular classes, you're going to be guaranteed to get into that college of your dreams. So what we want to do is help you make the best decision for yourself and to be able to feel confident in that decision. So we are going to break this down on the podcast today and talk about the differences in those classes. And then next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the differences in GPA and how to choose and have a healthy balance. And then the students that actually work with me in our coaching programs, then we actually go even more in depth than what we are going to cover in these podcast episodes. Um, so that those students who have the coaching that we can talk about what is going to be the best fit. And then also referencing a couple podcast episodes ago, kind of what that four-year plan looks like. So the other thing that happens as we are talking about classes is that students will ask, is this class hard? And I have to say that it really depends on the individual student because what's hard for me might not be hard for you. What's hard for you might not be hard for your friend. And you need to make sure that you are considering your own unique skill sets, your talents, and how your brain works as you are making some choices about those classes. So what I want to do today is talk about the different level of rigor of your courses. And then, like I said, we're actually going to talk about balancing classes, GPA, and even extracurricular activities in the next episode. 
So if you search for the academic rigor definition, it's actually going to bring you several different websites. And there are several definitions that kind of boil down to this. That academic rigor is the level of challenge that you're going to face with the work that you're doing. So that's classwork, the expectations, the lessons that you are completing, instruction from your teachers, the content that you learn, your homework, the teachers accepting any kind of late work, challenges that are going to happen in your class, how you are going to be challenged as a student, tests that you might take, all of those different pieces. And the more rigorous a course is, really the more work that you can expect to need to complete and the more time that you should expect to devote to that class. Like I said, next week we're going to talk a little bit more about how that looks, especially when you have extracurricular activities that you are involved with. And I know that that is a big thing for so many different people is having some of those outside things that you are focusing on. So when we look at the rigor, the level of rigor in your classes, some of this might vary by your state. So, and not only by state, but also by your particular district, or even as far as down to the school level and the classes that your school is offering. So today I want to talk about the different levels of rigor and this is a general overview. So I do want to encourage you to look at the specifics of your high school and look at the high school website, look at the district website, look at the state so that you know kind of what those expectations are and to help you make some decisions. If you think that you're going to take all AB courses, AP courses, but your school doesn't offer AP classes, that's going to make a big difference in how you're making your plan of where you are going to focus your time over the next four years. Maybe they're going to have IB courses. Maybe they're looking at dual enrollment or dual credit. And we're going to talk about what each of those mean in a minute. But it's really important that you go ahead and look at what your state, your district, your school are offering and know what is in that course catalog. So the first level is going to be CP or the college prep level. So number one, I want you to write down um, just levels. And then your first bullet point is going to be CP or college prep. So this is going to be kind of that standard level or the base level of courses that might be offered at your school or in your state. This is a class that everyone is going to take. It is college prep. It is preparing you for what you are going to go into in college after graduation. And these classes are going to go at a slower pace than some of those honors, AP, the IB, or even those dual enrollment courses. Teachers might spend more time covering some of the topics. They might have some more instruction then not they're not teaching at the other levels, but they might have some more work that they're doing. They're slowing things down a little bit to help make sure that everybody understands and is on target to understand that content. The next level would be honors level classes. So this is going to have a higher level of challenge or rigor to them. You might have additional projects, tests, assignments, maybe some additional reading or some additional work that is expected. That is to help you make sure that you are meeting the standards of that honors level class. Your district might even have to prove how students are getting credit for the honors level and have a specific framework that they have to meet. So 
You might need to be more self-directed in your learning, asking additional questions, performing that extra work, being able to do a deeper dive into the content and be more self-directed and um, and self-disciplined, really, in that work. So honors classes, they might have a higher GPA weighting because there is some more work that's expected in those classes. And teachers might not have as much grace or acceptance of late work and the course itself is going to be considered more challenging than that CP level. So we've got college prep or CP level and then we have honors honors level courses. The next level of class that I want to talk about is going to be AP or advanced placement courses. So these are designed to prepare students to take the AP, that advanced placement exam, that is offered through College Board. So the schools are offering, College Board um, offers the test, the schools are administering that test. College Board, if you don't know, they also are the company that offers the PSAT and SAT exams. And so AP courses are going to help students get ready to take that AP exam that they would have in the spring of each year. And when students earn a certain score on that exam, then that class could count for college credit. One of the things that I would encourage you to do, and you're going to hear me say this multiple times during this podcast, is look at the college that you are exploring attending to find out if I take AP World History, how is the college going to accept that credit if I were to get a three on the exam, a four on the exam, a five on the exam. So they want to be able to see, um, you want to be able to see how colleges are going to accept that credit and to know what type of score you need to be aiming for, but then also to know what additional classes you might um, you might be able to exempt with that AP score that they're going to give you the credit for and what to expect that you still would need to take. So that is um, with AP classes, you the score that you have on that test, that's going to determine what, um, what kind of college credit you might get. These classes are going to be even more rigorous than an honors level class. And it really, students should consider that this is a college level class and based on that content and preparing you for the exam. So College Board knows what is going to be included on their test and they are, the course itself is going to have standards that will prepare you for that exam. And the ability to take an AP course is really going to depend on what your high school offers. Your high school might not have AP courses. Maybe they're going to have IB courses or dual credit or dual enrollment. And again, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But it's important that you listen to, um, that you are reviewing and aware of what your specific high school is offering. So that's AP courses. So we've got college prep, we have honors, we have AP courses. The next one that I want to talk about is going to be your IB courses. So this is the International Baccalaureate or IB program. So some high schools might have AP courses, some might not have any AP courses, and they're going to have IB course offerings. So IB course offerings are also going to be advanced, more advanced than an honors level class. There are individual IB courses that students can complete. And then some schools can even have a separate 
IB diploma program that students can participate in where they take a certain number of IB tests, they get a certain score on those tests, and if they have enough points from those test scores, then they can get an IB diploma. So again, this is really going to depend on the high school that you are attending and what they offer. So it is certainly worth looking into what your high school offers. The other thing is with those IB scores, you need to be aware of what the colleges that you are applying to will accept and how they are going to accept those classes. So it is definitely worth exploring to see what's going to be the best fit for you and your particular interests and where you are planning to go afterwards. So have an expectation that those IB classes are going to be more challenging, similar to the AP courses. So the so we've got um, college prep or CP level classes. We have honors level. We have AP courses. We have IB courses. And then the last one I want to talk about are going to be dual enrollment or dual credit courses. So these are classes that students would take through their local college or university. And these classes will actually begin a student's college transcript. Sometimes these courses are offered on a college campus and students have to go to that campus to complete the courses. They might be online, but it is working specifically with that college or university. Other times it is something that is taken in conjunction with your local high school. So the main difference with these classes, so dual enrollment is something where students are taking a class through the college and it doesn't count on your high school transcript. It only counts on that college level transcript. So no matter what, you want to make sure when you're sending transcripts to the colleges that you are applying to for after graduation, that you are giving a full record of the courses that you're taking. So you want to make sure that both your high school and college level transcripts are being sent over so that the college can fully evaluate you. Maybe you decided that you were going to take all of your dual, uh, um, all of your language courses through a college because you wanted to take a course offering that your high school doesn't have. You want to make sure that you have sent that transcript from the college to where you took those classes in high school to the receiving college, the one that you're applying to, to make sure that they are aware of how you met their minimum admissions requirements. Now, a dual credit course, that is something where students are able to earn both credit on their high school transcript as well as on their college transcript. And again, some of this is going to depend on the high school that you are applying to, and it might depend on what you, um, where you're taking the classes on the high school that you are attending, not applying to, the high school that you're attending, um, and then also the colleges that you are applying to. So you just want to be aware of what the expectations of your school are. But these are going to be considered, whether you're taking it at your high school or on a local college campus, these are going to be considered college level classes. So just be aware of the expectations for that. So we've got college prep or CP level, we have honors level, we have AP courses, we have IB or International Baccalaureate, and then your dual enrollment and dual credit classes. So those are some of the courses that you can expect to hear about or learn about as you are exploring rigor. And one of the things that we are going to do 
next um, in the next podcast episode is we are going to talk about how to have that healthy balance and do you need to have all um, all AP courses and how do you make sure that you are maintaining your GPA with those courses in addition to everything else that you have going on. So I hope this has been helpful. If it has, please share the podcast. I would absolutely um, love to hear from you about what other topics you want to hear from. So please send me an email at admin at confusedtoready.com or send me a direct message on Instagram and it's at confusedtoready. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start. <music>